There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey. Hey, Francis. Look, we've got, a, we've got another great episode. Yeah, but you know what? Listen, ease everyone into it. Say, hey, welcome back. No, I just wanted to... You were telling me or telling them? Chase, before we get into this great episode, we're just going to ease into it. Mm. Go on, give me some pillow talk. Like, like a little boat easing onto the jetty. Yeah, lovely. Love that. Just ease onto the jetty. Like, think of another one. Oh, okay. Um, like a springbok dancing across the plain. How, what does that have to do with easing in? I don't know. Okay. Um, okay, here we go. Like a sword. Like your Uber pulling up at your house after a crazy night. What? Why is that easing in as well? It's just easing into the parking space. So this is what this episode is, just an easy breezy one. It actually was an easy breezy okay, one because... Easing, easing in... What, think of another easel. Easing. Easing. What about uh, easing... The way, the way that it, a sword eases into its holster. Is it called a holster? Sheath, I think it's called. A sheath. <laughs> a sheath. A gun has a holster. And also, you have a holster for your phone, don't you? On your belt. <laughs> you'd, be, you also, you'd be like that. You'd have a Leatherman. You'd have a Leatherman attached to your belt no, as well. you have a phone holster on your phone, <laughs> on your belt. There was a teacher at my first school that had that, had a, uh, had a phone holster on his belt. <laughs> They're quite cool, actually. It's not cool. It is not cool. And he had a Leatherman attached to it as well. Wait, a Leatherman and a phone? <laughs> and a phone attached to his belt. Hey, all you private partners, welcome back to another Friday episode. Uh, we're very excited today because we have the lovely guest, Anna Williamson, on the podcast. You know, you know Anna from Celebs Go Dating. Um, She's the love guru on it. Everyone loved the Slebsco dating the series. It was a real it banger. It was a great episode. Wait, it was a great series, or oh, this one's a great episode? Well, I thought it was just one episode. <laughs> of Slebsco dating? It's the whole series? Oh, I've got to catch up on the rest of that. <laughs> I've watched what one episode. It was such a cliffhanger. <laughs> Um, it was actually a lovely episode, this one. We did it later in the evening uh, because Anna had to put her kids to bed first. She was oh. hilarious. Hilarious. She talks about her poo stick. <laughs> she talks about her poo stick. Also, when you say you have to put your kids to bed, sounds like you're taking a shit. Just going to go and put the kids to bed. Because <laughs> you're saying like dropping the kids off at the pool, that same. Yeah, yeah, same thing. What do they say in uh, they say in French? The, the turtle's it's like the turtle's head is coming it's, out. Yeah, t- I'm, I'm turtle heading. No, no, they say the turtle is close to the hole or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called turtle heading. That's what it is. It's a thing. No, it's, it's a thing, French. Frankie. It's a French saying. Yeah. 
Well, listen, we're going to be sidetracked. We better intro the episode before we talk any more about poo because Anna Williams is going to be very upset. She is epic. This is a genius episode. Get ready for it, Frankie. This is a fantastic episode with the host of Celebs Go Dating. She's not the host. Isn't she? <laughs> no, she's the love guru. The love guru of Celebs Go Dating. Our favourite, mother of three? <laughs> You're just guessing. You're just guessing. With a poo stick. Anna Williamson. On the podcast. No, I've, I've just noticed my son has put a small bell on our on our wall. That's nice, isn't it? Wait, don't sell out your son like that. That is just... My son is the devil incarnate, let me tell you. On my podcast, he came on and very loudly shouted, he interrupted it last week, the joy of homeschooling, and went, hello, tossers! He's four. <laughs> You've got to keep that in, yeah. Yeah, it did stay in, yeah. Also, can I ask you how tall your son is? Because how did he put the thing on the wall? That's like a that's high up at four, to well, get on the wall and place it mis- up there. misbehaving and he climbed on the sofa, which he normally gets bollocked for, but he did it without me knowing. And then does, oh, you want honey, it? look, I decorated the house, so then I can't be nasty to him and tell him off. Oh, so when do they when do they get really naughty children? What what age? Oh, I think from birth. Really? Yeah, my my one year olds already started being naughty. Oh. Yeah, but Anna's Anna's Francis, you won't know this about Anna. Anna's one of the people she just beats her kids when they when they're right, she just hits them. You know what? I once joked about that and then realised I'm a qualified and practicing childline counsellor. I just I figured that, that that was really probably the worst thing I could ever actually say. <laughs> I don't, by the way, ever beat my kids. <laughs> At least she doesn't beat other people's kids, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. No, there was. A, I, I've never beaten any kids up. Obviously, there's well, only been this one. There's only been this one. Never got Jamie. caught. <laughs> I've never beaten up a kid ever. Oh, you damn kid! But there was this one time I had a really weird experience. I think I was hungover. Do you ever have those experiences where? You're in like a restaurant and, and a waiter brings past a plate of chips and you think, oh, I'll just take what you, you suddenly get these weird like twitches. Do you know? Ba- yes, yes. You know and what I mean? We, we all do. Do you know what? We actually all do it. I hate to be all sort of psychologist about it, but we do. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when we, because we, we all think to ourselves, is it only me that has these weird kind of, you know, visualizations like, of doing some awful yeah, like when you're thing, driving like... a car and you think all it takes me just to go eek with the wheel like a millimeter and the car yes. will smash into the central reservation or you know what when you're having a meeting to... with like an accountant you just imagine like slapping them or something. <laughs> yes yes do you know what my worst one is boys and this is actually genuine so what i've been it? doing telly on and off for 20 years yes yeah, since i did kids mm-hmm. telly when i was 17 and even now, even now, the min- I, did, I did Good Morning Britain the other week for something. And it's normally in my very serious, you know, therapist hat. And I get this thing in my head, which is, all you have to do is say the F word or C word right now and your career is over. Go on. Yes, I and, in know. Your, in your, and in your head, you've got this, do it, do it. Do it. I mean, we did Sunday brunch, Jamie, the, only the other yeah. week. And it, I did it even then. It's like, all you have to say is just one, one big swear word and your career is over. <laughs> It's awful, isn't it? I always. You don't even need to say a swear word these days. You just need. No, you don't even need to say a swear word. But it is. It it comes to you, and you look down the barrel of the camera, and you just say C U N T, like that. And it was that's it. It's done. But I had this one. I had a really weird one where once, and it really actually scared me, where I was walking down the street and I was hungover, and a and a a lady was um, 
pushing a pram next to me, and the baby was crying, and she was stopped, and she started saying, and I had this vision of me just going up and punching the baby. <laughs> I was like, why am I... Jamie, that's a bit about... far. We don't do... We, we, I've never had anything like that. Jamie, that's, I mean, Francis yeah. and I, we are, we're now, you know, we're shaking our heads ruefully at you. You can't go around wanting to punch a baby. Adam, you're is... the child beater here. You're the one. <laughs> I am. I would like to say I'm categorically not a child beater. But, but, no, it, and sometimes it's when it, it, you get those moments, don't you, though, where you just kind of, my friends and I, we call it a zhuzh, okay, and it's when yes. you kind of, you know, when you, you grit your teeth, and it's like when you see, like, a little puppy with its little fluffy ears, and, oh, you just want to, like, squish it and smush it, and, you know, and yeah. bite you get it. that, don't bite you? Bite it, yeah, bite it. it. I get it with my daughter, with her, she's got these, she's got, I call it elastic band wrists, because she's all baby yeah. and chubby, and it's all Aww. sort of chubby and fat, and it's like she's got elastic bands around her wrists. Oh, you just want to chew it and bite it and you know that that would be really wrong if i did that i'm pretty yeah. sure i had kind of bitten it once and can, can i ask then so because you're because you're a trained psychologist does that mean well, everything single... life coach and and training and, and life coach but, but and it's... everything else. if we're getting but... picky help people oh like francis said all we got to do is say the wrong things now again and someone's gonna lambast you <laughs> so True. you're yeah so and you're claiming you're a doctor so. yes yeah, the consultant psychiatrist that i am yeah carry on but but because uh, you're a counselor let's say do, does that mean whenever you whenever you're chatting to someone because i i remember when i did like english and drama at school every single time i then went to like a play or a movie afterwards i would analyze it the whole time does that mean when you meet people and you see how they react and they respond does that mean subconsciously you always analyze it Absolutely, yeah. Actually, consciously and subconsciously. Do you see them con like as colors? You know, different. Um, there's there's a there's a book about like the different colors, yes. like by personality types. There yeah. is. Um, there is. And, and I can't remember what it's called, but but uh, I've got it upstairs. Uh, Haven't read my it. My girlfriend Zoe read it, and she was saying that she now, since she's read that, she immediately just sees people in the colors that they are when she meets them. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah it's. Um, yeah, I do see... Do you know what I do? I, when I meet people and I, I get to know people, I always um, sort of categorise them with someone else that I've either met or yeah. know or have in my life. And I kind of... And I do, I sort of label people, I guess, you know, unintentionally. Wait, 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 what do you label then? So this is, I, love it how, I love it how you went consciously and subconsciously. Yeah, I, I, I'm just constantly <laughs> well, it judging. Catches, it can, but we do, do that I'm now. Writing, I'm writing a new book at the moment. And um, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm sort of really in that, in that people study phase again at the moment and you know whenever I'm writing and trying to do sort of anecdotal things or evidence-based um, uh, things I mean I, I like to do therapy in in uh, someone I'm sure they once said this to me trying to insult me but I actually took it, as a, uh, took it as a huge compliment on my one of my first books I wrote called Breaking Mad um, that's all about anxiety they said it was the ladybird book of self-help you know like ladybird mm. being like the kids books uh, yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. like, I think that's probably some, you know, toffee-nosed, poncy, PhD psychologist um, that's, that's having a dig there. But actually, I took it as a massive compliment because that is kind of what I do. I try and bring therapy to kind of everyone else, like normal people, yeah. you, me, norm I'm a normal person. Um, and so when I'm writing like I am at the moment, yeah, I do. I kind of I think of examples of people I know. And yeah, there's always someone you know that's afflicted with, with an ism or a something. In, in 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 light of that sort of like people being certain colours and personality types, I think maybe I, I, mean, I wasn't aware of the sort of colours, but I went to a lot of different schools growing up. And I remember like thinking as I went to different schools, I remember recognising the, the sort of 
the characters of each uh, school and, and recognizing them at the next school. So I could, I sort of go into it and I already knew that, I'm almost adapted to like know the lay of the land based so on- So you could see the cliques. You could yeah, see I the could, cliques. I could, I could understand the, I could understand who was who and how it all fit together, just kind of- Do you know something, that, that, that was probably honestly, that was your protective, uh, your animal sort of protective instinct just kicking in. You know, if you were yeah. going through a lot of change, you were probably in a very heightened state of fight or flight quite a lot because you were recognizing new experiences and you knew you had to kind of fit in and, and know where your yeah. slot was. Well, I think what it taught me actually eventually was that it didn't really matter if I fitted in because I, I could sort of choose if I wanted to or not. Love That's it. his defense mechanism. There it is. And it, and it, made, me, it, made, it made me very... Uh, Made me some, something I could. I'm very adaptive in new environments of people. I think. Mm. Mm. So, so, so basically, and I like that you just, you, you basically sussed out Francis as a big panicker. <laughs> Francis just panicking. I, you know, actually, I, 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 I was I like, think I, I was thinking hashtag empowered. Actually, Francis, yeah. I was. Uh, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't that? I, mean, isn't I, know, that... I, do, I, do, I wouldn't say that I've, I've ever really panicked. I'm not a panicker, but but I but I know that you have a a, 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 a tendency to be anxious, Jamie. Is that what you were trying to touch upon? <laughs> I was. I tell you, what, as a kid, this is what I found out the other day. I remember as a kid, and I was talking about this. I can't remember where, but as a kid, I remember when I went to boarding school for the first time. I remember waking up, waking up in the middle of the night, and had like a lump in my throat. And I remember thinking, I remember trying to swallow and going, why do I have this lump in my throat? Why do I have this lump in my throat? And obviously it was anxiety, right? That's what it was. Yeah. It was like this. But, yeah, but yeah. because it wasn't, this is the interesting thing, and I want to ask your opinion on this. Because oh, it God. wasn't labelled as anxiety, I just forgot about it, right? No, no one told me what it was. I didn't know what it was, so I kind of forgot about it. The problem is that we now that we're more experienced with all these different things, once we label it, it's quite hard to then forget it because it becomes learnt. So is there a, is there a sense of being in the unknown, being innocent to all these things that actually is quite amazing and wonderful and liberating. It's such a good point, actually, Jamie, because I think we all can have this tendency nowadays to um, overanalyze and be very quick to, to run to Dr. Google and, and to get a label for something that actually perhaps doesn't even need a label. And like you mm. say, you know, for you when you were at school, actually what, what you experienced is something called, I think, called uh, globus pharyngeus, which is a, which is a response <laughs> and yeah, which is a response to anxiety. It's something that I get because I, I very um, publicly suffered with anxiety terribly. I've got generalized anxiety disorder. Um, it's when you can't swallow. Yeah. Um, mm. it, like you physically can't, you know, your throat feels like it's been constricted and that is very much a, a, a sign of anxiety. But then you obviously work your way through it. And I think you're yeah. right. I think there is such a fine line and I don't know what the right answer is with this, but I think you're, there's a very fine line between being um, overdramatic and being um, and, and overanalyzing something, which is actually just normal emotions that you're experiencing. Yeah. Because life mm. shouldn't coast along on a level plane emotionally. We need to have the ups and the downs. We need to mm. experience grief and loss and happiness and excitement and nerves and frustration and anger. Uh, you know, otherwise we wouldn't. Um, you know, when the adrenaline kicks in, when we do an exam, you know, um, when we do a live TV ex uh, uh, yeah. appearance, um, you know, when we've lost someone close to us you know it starts when we're kids you know with death you know and, and, and learning about grief and loss so there is a very fine line I think nowadays I think it's brilliant that mental health has got the platform that it now has and I'm someone that when I was in my mid-20s um, hosting um, you know national kids telly that that then had terrible emotional breakdown and no one knew what that was it was Did very you? much oh gosh 
Yeah, Did you, and can you can you can you explain that a little bit more? Because on private parts, we do talk a lot about mental health things. Then we're we're quite advocates for it. So what? So you were it's doing you doing? Child... I talk a lot about my private parts in general, guys. I've had yeah, children. Yeah, so I we. mean, that's hey. fair game as well. Hey, listen, my erect penis Anything is on the internet. Anything goes on here. Yeah, yeah, that's he true. He always it. wants to talk about his erect penis on the internet. Guys, but... if you want to talk about my vagina, you are welcome. <laughs> There's plenty of it to go around. Well, I think you're probably best place to talk about your vagina. <laughs> plenty of it to go around. That's sort of suggesting it's a very big vagina. Is, well, is I mean, that... all I'm going to say is I gave. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Actually, do you know what, boys? Without being too Did you say graphic, I'm a gopher? Did you just say no, I'm a gopher? No, I did not. I say I'm a gopher. <laughs> I thought I you went to say I'm a gopher. I was like, what? Without being too graphic. <laughs> Although now I'm just thinking that my vagina's that like Gordon the gopher. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was a saying. I thought it was like similar to like a beaver. I don't know <laughs> if you're saying I'm a gopher. I don't know. <laughs> I thought you were trying to Americanize it or something. I didn't really know. <laughs> Can I just say, all I've got is a mental image of a vagina looking like Gordon the Gopher with um, Andy Peters. No, it was, no, who was it? Oh, it was Philip Schofield's hand stuck up the gopher. Anyway. Oh. Wait, wait, what, did, what did Philip Schofield get his hand? He got his hand stuck up a gopher. Oh, do you not know? Oh, God, that shows my flipping age, boys. I'm, you know, I'm going 40 this year. Um, yeah, but Gordon you look great. But Anna, you're one of these people, you're one of these people who you could be... You could be way younger. That's just great. You've got like, that youthful be honest, glow. Be honest. Like, he wasn't going to put an exact figure of Yeah, I mean, in Francis, I'm asking for an exact figure on this now. And I won't be offended. But honestly, bearing in mind, I'm a bit haggard and I haven't had anything done because of lockdown I'd say for a 30. while now. I'd say 30. Would, would you actually? Yes. Yeah, no I'd bullshit. Say 30. No, no, no bullshit. I'd say you, you, you could definitely pass for 30. You know, I think I, you, I definitely think... I was about to say, and then I cut myself short, because I was about to say, Annie, you could be 30 or you could be 50. <laughs> and then when I said that was such... I was like, I don't mean it that way. I was you meaning said that, it, and that's really good. <laughs> no, I mean, then, the whole yeah, point thanks, was... Thanks for, thanks for saying that. I'll take Francis's first answer on that one. But do you know what? I, I think the thing with like uh, mental health and all of that, I mean, it's become very, I, I think 
trendy to talk about it and stuff like that. And I do think mm. that there are, you know, mental health issues that are so important for people to be aware of. But I also think that a lot of mental health problems are maybe, you know, misdiagnosed as simply a mental health disorder when often they can be the result of some sort of physical uh, disorder in the body, like an, a, a hypothyroidism, you know, you know, or, Absolutely. or, 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 or hyperthyroidism, various mm -hmm. things like hormonal imbalances. Which, call, which manifest in, in depression, anxiety, and all these things. And people might just think, oh, well, it's this thing. I've got to go get some, some pharmaceutical treatment for my, for my anxiety or my... my um, so people, people, and I suppose especially pharmaceutical companies, are, are, are you know, quick to want to diagnose something as simply a mental health disorder when there may actually be some other underlying health condition causing that. It's such a good point. And I'm, I'm not a medical doctor in any way, um, but... Yeah, there but you is claim some, you are. I mean, but like, yeah, I mean, obviously, I claim, claim, I've, claim I've done, done it all. Um, but, but there is a, such a fine line between physical and mental health. Um, yeah. And you're quite right, actually, that I, I always say, you know, and, and it feels it as well, for anyone that's experiencing it, mental health issues uh, or mental issues can feel uh, very physical. And, mm. you know, when I suffered with panic disorder, my God, you know, the panic attacks were, were absolutely oh. mind-blowingly horrific. I mean, I thought I was dying, you know, and I yeah, know that sounds awful. dramatic, but anyone that's had one knows how awful they can feel. And so many people are admitted to a thinking they're having a heart attack when in fact it's a panic attack. But, yeah. but you're right, there are so many things. And I think this is why people, I, think, I do think, and I think it is great, and as someone that has experienced mental health uh, or mental ill mental health um, for, for a long time, but I've managed and, and coped with it very, very well for, for years now. Um, I do think we need to be very careful of not being too quick to diagnose um, something as a mental health um, issue and then mm. medicating it without actually looking further into what might be going on. Is it a circumstance thing? You know, I think that's what I always say to people when it comes to mental health is, is, is just look at what's going on for you. And if, if you're normal in inverted commas, your normal life, as in your normal functioning level, what normal life looks like to you is, mm -hmm. is, is different just monitor it and ask yourself those questions on why might that be before you yeah. sort of leap to any conclusions. Because there may be I one small it. thing that you can change yeah. in your life that, that does a huge amount of Do you know of something, to... Francis? One of the biggest things that you can do often, actually, when people are really struggling, and I speak for myself here, you know, when I'm feeling like I'm starting to unravel a bit, sleep. Mm. And if yeah. I just yes. literally turn the phone off, sleep yeah. should, should never be underestimated. And if I honestly am starting to feel a bit panicky, a bit anxious, a bit ratty, a bit irritable, a bit, oh, these are all signs that my anxiety is potentially flaring, or it's just actually signs I'm a bit bloody knackered. So instead of, kind <laughs> yeah, of you know what tired. I mean? Instead of boshing, boshing a Xanax, it's just get a bloody sleep in. You know, but it is, it's like turn the phone off for two days, <laughs> I, tell everyone to bugger off and get some sleep. I thought, you obviously didn't say this, but I, keep, I think it's my head. I thought he said, I might as well snort a Xanax. And I was like, what? I mean, that would be one hell of a party. No, I said bosh a Xanax. <laughs> no, I, I, think, I think it's amazing. And I think that, you know, just to sort of, you know, sort of speak at you know, the end of this is where I think with when people have anxiety and panic disorder and things like that, they're so so conscious to get out of it, like now, now, now. So everyone wakes up every single day saying, is it over? Is it over? They want is it to know yeah. a fix. You know? Yeah, you want it to quit fix. And actually, it does take a while. And actually, what you've got to realise, and what you pointed out, is what your triggers are or when you're feeling that you are feeling Always. certain unraveled. And also, don't fear it. The biggest thing is, is that 
don't fear it. And I think don't what people fear do... it and don't stop it. Don't try yes. and stop it. This is what I, the more you try, it's. I always say like this: anxiety is like a, and I have one, a petulant child, um, a <laughs> child that's basically going, ah, middle fingers, you know, f you, f you. The more you tell a child to, I mean, a classic example: my son um, last night. So he'd gone to bed. He was being, being misbehaving, being naughty. I was cooking our dinner, my husband and my dinner. Um, he knows he's supposed to be in bed, and he came running downstairs. I heard him coming. Came running into the kitchen, you know, just the whole kind of, you know, waiting for the reaction for me to go, oh, bugger off, get upstairs, you little, you know, naughty little boy. But you know what? What did I give him? I gave him zero reaction, okay? Zero reaction because what what would I have been doing is feeding that yeah. um, annoyingness, yeah. that, that, that person pushing my buttons. So I gave him absolutely no um, interaction whatsoever. What happened in five minutes? He danced around for a bit, tried to put his pants down, tried to be a naughty boy, gave up because he wasn't getting any reaction and went to bed and gave up and went to sleep. And that's exactly the same thing when it comes to anxiety. Just, just don't try and stop it. Don't rear up to it. Don't fight fire with fire. Allow it to happen because you know what? It will not last. It yeah. won't. Okay, it has to go. It's temporary. And if you yeah. sort of observe it, observe it. You know, almost like from, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the the lens of a, a a scientist, right? To look at yourself and how you're feeling. I think that that goes some way to to helping yeah, but- you accept it. And also, like I was saying, like it could just be, you know, one particular type of food that you're that you're eating, and you have some intolerance, which is causing a, yeah. you know, some sort of internal imbalance in your hormones and causing, you, you know, so there are all sorts of explanations, which, which it, or regular sleep routines, you regular know, regular sleep, but also at the moment, so you know, let's be honest, you know, we're in the middle of, um, or come, hopefully coming towards the end of. A- God awful pandemic, you know. No one's had, you know, such a crap time in in certainly in our generation, in several generations, and and that's the other thing. Now let's not confuse that with some people genuinely have been starting to feel that the early onsets or, or very much, you know, in two feet in on on some sort of um, mental frazzling. But at yeah. the same time, you know, it, it's dark. We, we're coming out of winter. We have vitamin D. In vitamin D, exactly. We're lacking in uh, warmth. Um, we are like we are <laughs> biologically. We are like bears. We hibernate in the winter. We, we, we plug our arse off when we need to. <laughs> 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 I find this the most hilarious thing about bears is when they hibernate, they have to create a cork in their butt so they, they don't they don't shit everywhere. That's no, what, they don't that's... put anything up their 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 body creates. Oh. I thought they'd build wait, a cork wait, and wait. sit on it. <laughs> a bear shoves a cork up its rectum. No, it basically forms a. Uh, it basically constipates itself when it hibernates. How do you yeah. know this? Well, <laughs> there you go. How do you there not you know this? This is. I mean, boys, I, I, I feel like I'm, 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 I'm learning something here. But wait, they, they always, people always come on here and they learn something new on on private parts. I've but but that. Anna, I totally agree with you. I think that we're going through a period which is tough, and I think people have got to realise that, and uh, everyone's getting a bit frazzled, and and and. You know, all those lack kind of, of things. Lack of vitamin D, also lack of uh, contact with people. I think people actually yeah, were yeah, not we're designed to be isolation, like to be we in are. isolation. We're designed to be social and part of a tribe. So it's it's really, you know, and that I think affects people's physiologically as well, you know, not just mentally. Exactly. And I think just sometimes accepting that, accepting the crapness of it actually is enough sometimes. Yes. Because, and I am Miss Positive Polly always. But at the same time, I know from my own experiences of having, um, you know, mental breakdowns. And uh, I, the last one I had was when I'd had my son four and a half years ago. And that was that was uh, 
postnatal depression is, oh. um, you know what, sometimes you've just got to... You just got to allow the shit feelings to come in because, again, like we're saying with the panic attacks and stuff, the more you push it away, the crapper you feel. The more you sit yeah. there and go, oh, "I've got nothing to feel bad about." I, you know, why I, oh. you know. But like I always say to people, to clients, to everyone, no one asks to feel the way they feel. If mm. you feel the way you feel, that's the way you feel, and that's yes. okay. So just feel it. <laughs> but Anna, can I just ask? I don't want to dwell on it, but it's when you had when you had your so post. Uh, it's not postnatal depression, postnatal yeah. depression. What is that yeah, right? Postnatal. postnatal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is that's postnatal. Right, that's right. I suddenly got confused in my own head. Um, when you had that, so <laughs> what tools can you give to someone? Because people may be going through that listening right now yeah. and, and or maybe struggling in general. What kind of tool? It's hard because each person's individual. I totally understand that. But what kind of things did you do to get past it? Firstly, acceptance, right? Yeah, do you know what? And I think for me, the overarching thing is just not to be embarrassed about it. Yes, and, um, yeah, I yeah, mean, that's I, a big problem. Yeah, and I think when you've had a baby, boys, it's... Um, and also, interestingly, so my husband, who um, obviously didn't give birth, uh, but watched <laughs> that happen, lucky bastard. Um, was, he was, also, he, was he the... Was he that the, the, the good end? Does that even make sense? What? Yeah, that does. As in, he wasn't watching my vagina break. <laughs> yeah. I didn't let him go there. I actually said, Do you know what? He wanted to. He's he's like, he's all in, is my husband. He's I like, would be yeah. all in. Yeah, well, you know, if, if there's a shit stuck in the loo, he's get his hand down there kind of jobby. You know, he's not he's not afraid and getting getting stuck in his, his, his mother. Let me get the baby out. Come on. Yeah. Give it. Well, it. So he was he was well up for um for having a having a having a look, but I did say to him, Don't you dare because my legs were up in stirrups. Um, you know, legs akimbo and no, boys, that ain't an attractive sight, let me tell you. When they've got forceps and they are basically pulling your baby out with massive salad servers, nobody wants to see that. So um, I did make him stay up stay up the head end, and, and thank God I did. I was warned by my older brother, actually, who'd watched his son come into this world by the same, by the same way. Uh, and he did say that, um, well, I saw his face, actually, 12 hours after the birth of my nephew, and uh, he did he did look traumatised. Uh, really? Uh, yeah, traumatised at seeing his favourite What did thing. they say? It's like, uh, <laughs> that say? who was it that said that? like your favourite like... pub burnt down. Yeah, watching your favourite pub burnt down. <laughs> my, my, friends, my friend went, went that end and saw, saw everything happen. He said, he came out and he said it was like an abattoir. <laughs> It really is. An abattoir. He's actually not lying. They have this sort of, they have like a tarpaulin down underneath. Actually, What is that? They sweep everything in. Well, there's a lot of stuff that comes out, guys. Like, like it's not good. It's not good. Um, So no wonder I went bloody up the wall and had a mental breakdown after it, honestly. Half my insides fell out. Oh, but you know, you I think, like Ill, you said, Francis. rest, acceptance, yeah, no, no, all that. I, I, I know. I'm fine. Are you are you envisioning Anna naked in stirrups? <laughs> no, no. I just, you know, I, 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 I guess, uh, no, no. I'm, you know, we're just, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'd like you to, <laughs> I'd like you to visualise me naked. Just a very visual person. So it's, it, the, the description is very. Uh... Well, Francis, Francis. I actually, I don't think I've ever talked to anyone through this, but I'm going to talk you through this. So imagine me now, boys, naked. Right, naked, but with this massive. One like, step ahead of you there. No. Yeah. <laughs> Fluid retention is a bitch as well. So I had this massive stomach. My legs look like two doner kebabs. Legs up on stirrups. We're thirty-six hours into labour at this point, uh, and I'm I'm giving it all I can, giving it all my welly to push it out, uh, and I'm 
shouting at my husband at the same time. I mean, who said romance is dead? <laughs> oh my God, that is so good. Oh, and it, I just love, I think the greatest thing, and this is what a lot of people should learn, right? And I think this is, um, you know, you, you mentioned it before when you had your issues and, you know, like I had my issues. I think a lot of people find it very hard to talk about things. And even, you know, the fact that you're talking about this and making fun of it and all these different experiences that you've had. And I think with, you know, France and I, you know, this is the whole point of private parts that we created this is to have a sort of more open conversation about anything and everything. Oh, you you've know, got to, haven't you guys? You've got to. Yeah. You've yeah. got to, right? That's the kind of thing that you've got to do. We Francis have to on... share it because we're all in the same boat and there is nothing yes. more cathartic than sharing the shit times. <laughs> Share it, baby. I love it. Hey, Francis, uh, we got to that moment. We need to have the question of the week. Okay. Okay. So the question of the week is... He's making it up at the top of his head. No, I'm not. Oh, he's not. He's got it. He's got it. Oh, what do... Go on, baby. What do trees talk about with each other? <laughs> and as our know. guest, you have to go first. What do trees talk about together? To, with, yeah. it, with each other, yeah. I mean, you've obviously what? just made this up, right? This is a joke. <laughs> yeah. That's what I always think. I always think that as well. What no, do no. trees talk about with each other? Um, do they, I, who's going to get do chopped they, down first? Yeah, mm, do they communicate? Maybe. maybe it is. Do they have the fear that they're going to... Okay, I, I reckon... I reckon it's got to be to something with reproduction. So they speak about reproduction towards each other. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, think, so that's your final answer. Are they asexual trees? No, they have male and female tree, uh, plants. Okay. So, oh. okay, that's, I think they talk about sex between themselves. I mean, I think your answer is excellent. So I, I want to pee you back on yours. <laughs> okay. So we're both saying sex, right? Trees yeah. discuss sex. sex in the woods. That's what they do. We're going to have orgies everywhere. Hey, um, Anna, listen, uh, that's in the part one. Wait, wait, what, 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 Anna, what was your answer? Both gone for sex. No, no. Well, was mine was a stupid answer. Mine was mine was um, about who's going to get cut down first. But I actually think that that um, Jamie's got quite a good answer there. I think it's something so to do with. He's stealing his stuff. answer. Yeah, yeah take just, it. Yeah, I'm just taking right. it, I'm nicking it. <laughs> okay. All right, Anna, you going to stick around for part two? Yeah, baby. Oh yeah, we'll see you in a bit, everybody. Bye bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.